Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I have a change of plans for you guys. Uh, so, okay, originally I had wanted to do this as a four-part episode, splitting the album into two episodes and then splitting the additional music album into two episodes. But here's the problem, guys. I'm down to under 100 episodes of the show. I got tons of shows planned out. And then in the middle of that, I'm still getting interviews and things coming my way, still reaching out to a couple of people I want to interview. So it's uh, we're out of time. <laughs> you know, we still got like a year and a half to go, but we're kind of out of time as far as episodes and things go. So for everything that I add now to the list, I have to bump something else. So what I decided to do is just finish out my coverage of the initial soundtrack album. Um, maybe one day down the road, if I do another podcast, I'll do the other album. But for now, we're just going to stick to the original release. I would highly suggest, though, that you guys check out the more music from Gladiator album. It is fantastic. It has something that I don't hear a whole lot anymore. You know, when I was a kid, they, you would have the soundtrack album and then there would be an album version with some of the movie dialogue and sound effects in it. Um, I remember I had Star Wars. And that had both the soundtrack and the dialogue. And then there you know, was another split off of that. And then one for Empire Strikes Back. And um, it was really cool because you could kind of play an audio version of the movie. And nowadays, I don't really hear that anymore. But this is cool because this additional Gladiator CD has that. And uh, I thought that was nice because some of the, the songs, you might not notice what's going on with them unless you have that association, know exactly where they are in the film. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with film soundtracks, what happens a lot of times is you have main themes. Those themes are repeated, whether it's by a, a character theme or a location theme or a situational theme. And what I mean by situational theme is imagine the, you know, the cello in Jaws, right? You don't see the shark. But when you hear that, you get that sense of impending doom. So that's a situational theme. You know, a, a location theme might be every time we go to this guy's house and it's dark, here's the music that plays or here's a version of that, uh, you know, a variation of that that main theme for that home. Um, or it could be, you know, it's sunny out. And whenever we're at the beach, this is the background music or a variation of this background music that we hear. Same with the character. You, they, the character can have several different themes. So... What happens then is that those themes as the film goes on are brought back when we hit on those particular things again, whether it's that character, whether it's that house, you know, whatever it is. And it's often a variation of that theme. You recognize it, but you haven't exactly heard it before. So it's it's pretty cool. And we get some of that here in this film as well. I believe the last song that we did on the first half of this was The Might of Rome. And now we are moving on to a song called Strength and Honor. Now, if I remember right, there are two places that we hear this theme. And it's been a while, so I may be off on this. I know the second one's right. I believe when Maximus is captured and Cicero brings him his figurines, and he's, you know, uh, sitting there looking at them, and then Jabba comes up to him, and they start talking about his family and stuff. And joking around a little bit. I believe this is the music that we hear in the background. There is a variant of this that is brought later on in the film, right before Maximus and Commodus do battle. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, uh, right? Because you haven't already seen the film or haven't watched it before you've listened to this review or don't care to see it, in which case none of it matters. 
Um, but right before he goes up there, this, I believe, is the music that they're playing. There is a variation. There's a sound almost like a sleigh bell, a really heavy, dark sounding sleigh bell. But that kind of, you know, bell crunchy sound um, plays in the background there. Uh, so I believe that those are the two places that we hear this theme. If there's more, I they, they aren't coming to mind at the moment. But let's check out a little bit of Strength and Honor. No, now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is a much slower and gentler variation of the music we hear. I want to say maybe it's at the end of one of the battles, maybe the Barbarian Horde or maybe one of Maximus's solo battles. I can't remember, but I, I think there's some inflections of that, uh, which is also a, a very common thing. There's There's theme crossovers, there's you know, just touching on little things that are related to a character, even if it isn't a character's main theme. Um, there's so many things that you can do in a film t- soundtrack that are cool. But I love this piece. I, I wish I could have another few minutes of it, to be honest, because I love the gentleness of it. It almost feels like it's it's played so gently that it's played, you know, with with little tiny watch uh, repair kits. Uh, that's, that's just how delicate it feels to me, but I love the feel of the, the strings, the brass. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of brass, if it's an action film and you have brass during like an attack or a chase sequence, it, it can be pretty good. There are other places that applies, but for the most part, um, I like brass when it's like this, you know, it is, it's just nice and gentle. Um, there's just this, this wash of audio that's, it, it just kind of just surrounds you with a gentle blanket of music. And and I really love that kind of thing. And you hear that a lot in film scores. You don't hear that in like music, like rock music or pop music. You might get some strings that play in the background of a rock song. And, you know, maybe they have like a nice uh, high pitched violin or a gentle background, but really film score is the only place you really hear music quite like this. Maybe some classical pieces, but they usually, I don't know, they, they don't seem to really stretch out and aren't really dramatic like that. Maybe they're more in, in like shorter bursts. I, I can't really think of any examples off the top of my head that are quite like this, unless you're talking about the ending of a movement. But just for the full movement or or part of a song, um, don't really hear anything like this outside of film. So I, I really treasure the opportunity to get to hear this kind of music. Um, now, these pieces will sound a little bit strange as they start because they all blend into each other on the album. Um, timing wise, I don't know if they did that in the film. It seems very unlikely. Um, I suppose it's possible, but the way that they cut the album together, uh, this is how it is. So here is the next one. This is called Reunion. Thank you. 
Okay, I can't remember exactly when this plays. There's a part of me that thinks it's when Maximus reveals himself to Commodus after one of his gladiator battles. Um, it might have been the Barbarian Horde, now that I think of it. Okay, so maybe that wasn't the same piece. but uh, And then um, Commodus' sister sees him, so it's kind of that reunion. It may reprise when she comes to meet Maximus for the first time in prison and they're speaking alone. Uh, I'm not sure, honestly, where exactly it fits in the film. It's played so much in the background that a lot of times you really can't hear specifically what's going on. You could feel the, the mood and the emotion of it, but you can't really hear the specifics. And since there's a couple pieces like this, um, it, it's hard for me in the moment to say which one it was. But it's another just beautiful, gentle piece. Lisa Gerard adds so much to this with her vocalizing. It's absolutely incredible. She's she's singing very much like I spoke about the strings on the last piece, you know, Strength and Honor. And uh, I just love that haunting reverb that they have on her and that gentle haunting quality that she has. I mean, um, she's really such a talented singer and so good at this kind of stuff that uh, it, it's like she was born to do it. Um, so that being said, the next piece that we have is called Slaves to Rome. Now, this album may be a little bit out of order, or or I'm not making any sense as far as where I think the, the music is. Because after Reunion, we have Slaves to Rome and then the Barbarian Horde. So this wouldn't be after the Barbarian Horde then. This would be somewhere before that. So... But we're after the emperor is dead. And so, okay, maybe that was the music that was played when Maximus was being taken out to be slaughtered. And he had to fight the soldiers. Although I thought it was a little more upbeat than that. I'm not really sure, to be honest. But just taking it as a piece of music that belongs in a film, it's absolutely, absolutely stunning. So let's hear what Slaves to Rome is all about. It's actually kind of an intricate piece, isn't it? There's a lot of different layers going on, and it sounds great, though. I, I, as short as this piece is, um, I really like it. I would have not minded a, another minute or two of this just as a fan of music. It wouldn't fit in the film, but just as a fan of music, I wouldn't have minded more. Uh, so this is, I think, when we're brought back to Rome from wherever Maximus is, um, where they're going to be headed to Rome, to participate in the games. Um, this is like us being returned to Rome in the, in the movie. And I think it goes to a Commodus scene after this. Um, but uh, I remember an aerial shot over the Colosseum. Um, and I think that's where this played. Uh, but it's it's a cool piece. You know, it's uh, got a little bit of a march to it. But there's just a couple of different layers of things going on that work very well with each other, even though they're very independent. And here's another place where I have to say brass does fit in nicely. It's it's a nice combination of brass and strings, a little bit of percussion in there. 
Um, very cool. I, I wish there was more. I honestly do. And at first I was like, yeah, this is kind of the one on the soundtrack that I'm like, yeah, I, I could take it or leave it. But I, I let it play because it's so short and it just grew on me after that. So there's a, a trick for you composers. If you want people to like something, don't give them enough of it. It worked for Twinkies. It could work for your music <laughs> or not. Um, so that brings us to now the Barbarian Horde. So this will be the uh, battle with Maximus where he actually starts to gather the slaves together and work together to survive this because they're all expected to die. You know, they're reenacting a historical event and the slaves aren't told, yeah, you have to die in this, but they're probably gonna. So, you know, it's just anticipated that that's what's going to happen. But Maximus has better ideas. Where I get thrown off in the film and I would love an explanation of this, is now he's been with these slaves for a little while now. And while they're gathering at the beginning of this event, you know, he's saying, you know, has anybody been in the army? And this one guy says, I served with you at Vintabona. How had they not talked about that before? It wasn't like Maximus was sequestered from everyone else. You know, they were in the trenches together. So how did he never come up and say, General, I served with you. I'm, I'm here what do you want to do? You know, how did that never happen until, oh, we're right about to go into battle. How convenient. I have a soldier with me who knows the way that I command my armies. I don't know. That just never sat well with me. I'm sure there's an explanation or it was just a, uh, a, a oversight or something. But yeah, that's always bothered me a little bit. Um, but the song is great. The battle is fantastic. It's so energetic. I don't know how exactly they filmed it, but it was uh, very, very well done. And here is the music that went along with this. Now, this is a bit of a reprise of the music that we heard on the very first battle um, in, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, there are some differences, but uh, there's a really nice sketch of this on the uh, on the second CD version um, where you hear a little bit of synthesizer in there as well or, or a, an affected Indian flute. I'm not sure which one it is, um, but it's kind of it. I think it was the mock up for one of the battles. But in any case. It's really cool and well worth a listen. Um, but here we are, the Barbarian Horde. Horde. Yeah, so I didn't start this one quite at the beginning. I wanted to move it a little bit forward because there's a very long, dramatic opening. Um, but this goes right into the Battle of the Barbarian Horde, very much like the opening battle sequence. It is a waltz and just masterfully crafted so many parts, just one into another into another. 
Um, it's definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. The battle music is why I wanted the music to the soundtrack to begin with. And then as I've gotten to know the other pieces, really just fell in love with the whole thing. You know, there there aren't any pieces on here where I'm like, yeah, I don't like that one or eh. I mean, I, I really dig everything that's on this album. Um, you know, it's a great soundtrack. And while it might be cliche at this point to say I like Hans Zimmer's music, you know what? I like Hans Zimmer's music. There's a lot of stuff he's done that I've really enjoyed. But Gladiator is definitely one of the top film scores uh, for me, one that I go to quite often when uh, on those occasions where I do listen to music. Um, it's just a, a just a fantastic soundtrack. And these battle sequences are so obviously important, but the depth of the writing on them is just really incredible. And the performances, um, just absolutely amazing. So that brings us to our next song, Am I Not Merciful? And this is the point now where Commodus finds out that his sister has betrayed him. And he's like, I don't care, you're mine. And much like the first installment of Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back, I don't care that you're my sister. It's a really weird dynamic, but he knows it. So that's uh, that's what makes this a little bit awkward. At least Luke and Leia didn't know. You know, they should have because of the force and whatever, but they didn't know um, here. Yeah, Commodus definitely knew uh, who his sister was. So this is really awkward because he's now basically putting her son at risk, saying, if you do anything that goes against me, if you even look at me in a way I find displeasing, you're dead. He's dead. This is not going to end well. Uh, so he's lost his mind completely at this point, you know, just just spreading ridiculous dominance. I don't know what he thinks is going to make him happy in all of that. Right. You know, forcing someone to pretend to love you or make them, quote unquote, fall in love with you. Um, what kind of day to day life is that going to be like? It's not going to be like you're going to be home from emperoring and just going and playing catch with your, you know, your nephew slash son. It, it, looking at your, you know, your wife's eyes that is your sister that hates everything about you and you know it, but you're both pretending that she does. It, it just how is that ever going to play out nicely for anybody? Even him, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess when you've lost your mind, it doesn't have to make sense. You just do whatever you're going to do. Uh, so it's a very, very bizarre dynamic. Obviously, we're we're getting towards the end of the film. The stakes are just getting higher and higher as we lead to what we know is going to be the final battle. We know Maximus and Commodus have to have a have to have a fight. It has to end that way. And so um, as we head towards that, though, this is the threat of what he's going to do if she goes against him. So this is sort of the antithesis of the gladiator theme or the dark side of of being in power. And uh, it just plays out so beautifully with the visual on the film. The whole thing's done, you know, by firing candles and just it's just such a beautiful sequence as hard as it is to watch. 
and thinking about, you know, her and her son living out this life, you know, being afraid to do anything. But but I think we all know that had the movie not ended the way it did, she's got resolve and she's a very strong person. And in this moment, she's weak because she's been caught and her plan is failing and she doesn't know what to do. Um, so she's weak now, but this is not a woman that is just going to go, oh, well, I guess this is the way it is now. She's going to do something at some point, whether she kills him, whether she just takes her, her son in the middle of the night in a moment of, you know, opportunity, whatever it's going to be, she's not going to spend the rest of her life this way. She would kill herself and her own son before that would happen. So it's, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's like in this moment, yeah, you have the power because you took me by surprise, but yeah, this is not going to last. And you know what? What a dick. Seriously, what a dick thing to do to somebody. Um, but it's a great piece of music. <laughs> you know, it's that same gentleness that we heard in a couple pieces here on this episode. Uh, just a dark, a dark version of it. Very gentle bowing and um, just really dramatic. You're you're screwed here kind of feel. Um, very, very well done. Fits the the scene. Just absolutely beautiful. So now we're moving ahead again in the movie. Now um, Maximus has been caught. They've had their battle. Um, their battle was actually fought, if I remember right, really without music. And I don't know. I don't know what the reason behind that was. I'm sure there was some actually reasonable idea behind why there wasn't music there, but I don't actually think there was until the end, until this part where, you know, Maximus had been stabbed before he went into battle. So he was going into the battle already dying. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe his soul was leaving. And I don't know. I don't want to speculate on that. I'm sure there was a very artistic reason for it. But in this particular case, uh, so the music comes back in. He's he's pretty much like out of it. You know, he's standing there. He drops his sword. Um, he's trying to give his, his final orders and, um, you know, the, the sister comes out and, and she's like, look, it's OK. We got this. You're seeing your family. I know you're seeing your family. Go to them. Let go. It's OK. You've done what you needed to do. You've done what we needed you to do. So I guess we don't need you for anything else. So die. Uh, <laughs> not that harsh, though. Uh, but, you know, he was dying anyway and she knew it. So he accomplished what he needed to accomplish. He saved Rome. And now it's time for him to let go and go back to his family in the the ether, wherever it would be in this world, uh, whether it would be heaven or some uh, alternative thing. They call it Elysium. And they mentioned that in the beginning, too, um, when he's giving the uh, battle commands to his soldiers at the very beginning of the movie. He's saying, um, you know, if you if you find yourself standing alone in green fields, uh, don't be troubled because you're in Elysium and you're already dead. So. Uh, this is the, uh, you know, the other end of the movie. Now the battle's over. Now it's time for him to go and uh, and and be with his family, have that reunite uh, with them once again. So here's the music that goes along with that. And it's just a beautiful piece.
beautiful, beautiful performance by Lisa Gerard. She's keeping that same gentleness that we've talked about in some of the pieces in this episode. Um, and this really sets up the final song that's going to lead into the uh, end credits that she sings. And uh, all the words are made up. It's it's all complete gibberish, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, actually, we have another piece before that. But uh, what I want to talk about is there's something very special about this point in the film for me. And there's a reason that there's used to be one day I would take off in February and I would just watch all these certain movies that came to me around a certain time. And with February, the the way that the mood was in Arizona, it was often cloudy and just had, you know, a bit of a darkness to it, but still a light and um, just just these certain elements that would come together for me around the middle of February. And so I would take a day off and do this and just watch these movies. Gladiator became one of those movies. What I really love about this movie, uh, 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 in addition to everything else I've talked about, and I might have mentioned this in the first episode, is the the visual mood of the movie, the way that it was shot, um, that bluish tint in the opening snowing battle and and all that. Here at the end, this is the way I wish the world were like most of the time. I love the mood here. The sun is kind of setting, but there's just this certain light that it casts and the sky is just like it's starting to darken but it's just got this hue to it that just is is absolutely stunning to me and you can feel a little chill in the air but you also feel a warmth from the sun at the same time as it begins its journey to the end of the day i don't know if i'm explaining this that well all i can say is what i would do is go watch the end of the movie i mean it's it's just look at the sky feel that sunlight where you get it and the shadows and everything. It's just such a beautiful time, you know, and it could be late winter. It could be in the, in the fall, um, maybe heading into the spring, but there's just something about this that grips me so much. And is such a big part of the movie for me is just the character of the atmosphere. It's really, really fascinating. And this music playing against that, it just, it works so beautifully. I absolutely love it. Even if you don't want to watch the movie, if you could find, you know, something about it on YouTube or wherever, just go to the end and and check out this beautiful scene that I'm talking about from really from the Battle of Maximus and Commodus on through the end it is something that that would cover that spectrum for me. But it's just something that's so special. I think on the DVD, they used this scene, I think as the menu background too. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it, so I, I can't remember, but it seems to me that that was one of the menus anyway. Um, but a very, very beautiful piece, nonetheless. Last. Less. So this next piece is called Honor Him. And this is now, he's dead. And he's just laying there. He helped everybody, and they're just all standing there looking. And so she's like, hey, this guy was a soldier of Rome. Actually, he was a lot more than just a soldier of Rome. But, you know, she's like, honor him. And so, you know, they start going over to him and all, you know, the, the key people that have been in the movie go to uh, pick his body up and carry him off. Uh, it's such a touching moment. And, you know, you really feel the great appreciation for this man who has just saved them. And what's sad is like they can't even thank the guy because he's dead, you know, Two minutes more, just shouting out, thank you, Maximus, would have been something. But no, it's not dramatic that way. So he dies kind of really just with the sister. 
And, uh, you know, they were lovers at one point, obviously, uh, before he met his wife. But um, they he just dies with her and everyone else is just standing around watching. So thanks for saving us, Maximus. We'll honor you now that you're dead. We'll carry your body off and stuff, probably anoint it with flowers and perfumes or whatever. Um, but it's a beautiful piece of music. Let's let's not let my uh, confusion over the uh, the lack of thanks settle in too long because the music is absolutely stunning. such an exquisite piece of music. And I love the this variation on the gladiator theme. Um, we've heard it before multiple times when he wins the battles, you know, this plays in the background, but with much more, you know, lust and, and, and power for the victory. Um, this is now he's dead. This is there are going to be no more battles. It's it's over. And um, hopefully they won't need him for anything because they're they're screwed. But uh, it's just a beautiful piece of music. I love the harp plucks, the real gentle harp plucks there. And then uh, we do hear a little bit of percussion, just a little rumble. And then we do hear some beat in there, um, really beautifully put together. And there's a bell that sits just gently in the mix. It's not very prominent. It's not like a bell really cutting through. Um, it's really more just the atmosphere of the bell than it is at the actual strike of the bell, uh, which which I love. I think it's just so gently and brilliantly put together. It's hard sometimes to play gently, you know, but uh, but this album, this whole soundtrack was done so well when they needed to do that. So this is them carrying him off. And in, in the movie, we go back to Jabba and he is now uh, somehow got Maximus's uh, figurines and he's burying them all together now. And um, a, a play on what they said earlier when Maximus was uh, looking at the figurines and he said, you'll see them again, you know, your family, but not yet. You know, you're not done. You have shit to do. And um, so now we're we're hitting the uh, the second part of that, the payoff of that setup where he says, now we are free. I will see you again, but not yet, uh, because he knows, you know, he's going to die at some point. He's been through some things, too. And he misses his family because his family is gone as well. So um, it, it really just is is a beautiful ending again against that sunset and the, just the gentleness of his hands on the figurines and digging through the dirt. It's it's just a beautiful moment in the film. And if you listen to the uh, additional music album, they actually have his audio in this section um, where he's saying that. And it's it's just every time it just kind of like sends a shiver down my spine because there's just so much respect and appreciation and beauty in this piece. I, I really love this section of the soundtrack. Um, you know, I mean, I love the whole thing, but like the opening battle and these last few pieces are are the ones that I probably listen to the most. 
And um, but but I do love the whole soundtrack. Um, so here is a little bit of our last piece, which is called Now We Are Free. So him saying, you know, now we are free. I will see you again. It leads now into this final piece with a beautiful vocal performance from Lisa Gerard. Um, fantastic performances from the musicians. Great writing. And on the um, uh, alternate version, there's two other versions of this that are kind of remix versions. And normally I would hate that, but they actually work. They're actually really respectful of the original. Um, they do add some interesting dynamics that I, I like. And they're, they got a bit of a groove to them, but they're good. But the original, you know, the part from the soundtrack itself is is my favorite. So here's a little bit of that. This also does play uh, on the Gladiator theme as well, uh, but it's just so uh, elegantly done, I would say. So I hope you guys enjoyed my review of Gladiator. Uh, check out the soundtrack, guys. Check out the alternative soundtrack as well. It, it has some great pieces from the film, some nice audio bits from the dialogue, uh, very well put together. It's a great companion for this album. Um, nothing's duplicated, you know, unless it has dialogue in it. So um, you're not really overlapping any of the songs that you've already bought with the first one. Uh, but it's very, very good. Uh, I really highly enjoy it, both of them. And I hope that you've enjoyed this journey with me through this album. Um, we'll be back next week. Or who the hell knows? You know, the way it's going, I get some surprise interviews and sometimes I'm airing those on Saturday. So there may be some bonus episodes. If you guys are subscribed, you should get the notifications that new episodes have been released and you can enjoy them until your heart's content. Normally, I would leave you with the theme to the end of the podcast, but I think it's more appropriate to play out the final bit of Now We Are Free from Gladiator. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Love, love.